All right. Hopefully, this is the one man Shut that up. can talk some sense into Keyshawn about what's going on at USC. ESPN's Paul Feinbaum. Woo, woo. Paul, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Happy New Year's. Be back on my favorite show in America. What's up, Paulie? What's happening, man? What's what's going on? I don't know why they broke us up this fall, but I'm glad we have been reunited, and it feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I don't know why they, they... We just work here, huh? How about that? Um... Paul, my Trojans, my crosstown USC Trojans, we obviously went out and hired Cliff Kingsbury in the month of December, and we lost him in the month of January for what I would consider, a, a for him, a better job situation. Where do we go now at the offensive coordinating spot at USC? What happens with us? Well, I, I don't know if it, if it really matters, uh, Keyshawn, because uh, you know whoever takes the job is – is either going to succeed Clay Helton or be out in a year because uh, Clay Helton is a lame duck coach. Uh, and, and that's one reason why I think Lynn Swan came out of this looking – he looked stupid across the board. Number one, he looked stupid when he when he tried to keep Cliff Kingsbury there. Yeah, you're going to keep somebody at SC, uh, a marginalized program, as opposed to being an NFL coach. Uh, and he looks even dumber for not uh, – when, when the hire was made to try to lock him into some way that either – couldn't leave, or he, yeah, the, the, the easiest solution of them all would have been to fire Clay Helton and make Cliff Kingsbury the head coach. But fire him, more, fire him when, time. though? Fire him before the season or at the when end of the season? Uh, any day that ends in a Y would be a good one for me. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Feinbaum, join us. Paul was, this program is dead with uh, with Clay Helton as the head coach. Yeah, they, they, you, lost, they, you lost to UCLA this year. Come on. Uh, no, they they uh, lost uh, to a lot gosh. of people this year, including UCLA. And, and the, Paul, the, the question that I have is going back to that, that the mistake, and we hear, Kingsbury is the thing we're talking about today, but it just seems like the mistake goes all the way back to the decision to keep to keep Clay Helton initially when they're losing to UCLA, they're losing to Notre Dame, they're losing to, to just about everybody that they played last year. It wasn't Kingsbury coming and then going in a hot minute. It was the decision to let Clay Helton come back in the first place. Well, I, I think an even better question is when was the last time SC made a good decision in relation to football? Uh, because, you know, since Pete Carroll left, it has been a revolving door of, of horrors. And, and I would agree with you. Uh, you know, I, I spent four hours yesterday on our afternoon radio show talking about Alabama blowing the national championship game. I mean, they were, they were 14 and 0. They won five of the last 10 national titles. And that was a meltdown because a program that used to be on the very same shelf on Mount Rushmore with SC, was, was was obsessing over not having won its sixth title in 10 years. <laughs> I mean, there was a time when SC was in that conversation. SC is no longer in that conversation. I won't, I won't trivialize it by saying SC has become a joke because everyone listening already knows that. So, I mean, what's the next question? Well, see, so I don't know how to take that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, ultimately it starts with the guy who's pulling the trigger in terms of whether or not Clay Helton stays or goes, and that's Lynn Swan. From the outside looking in, do you think he's doing a competent job or do you think he's being overwhelmed because of his inexperience? Listen, he, he's, a, he's, he's a good person, great resume, uh, great player, incompetent athletic director from what I've seen. Now, again, I, I spent the weekend on the West Coast uh, in Northern California. I've been in and out of LA a few times, so I, I don't claim to have a front row seat to that circus. But from a distance, it, it, you know, I don't know anyone... Uh, outside of uh, Keyshawn 
Johnson's uh, brain that thinks he's doing a good job. And I, I think he, you know, because <laughs> of what happened this weekend, uh, I, he was exposed as being incompetent. So, I mean, that, that's a snapshot judgment from the other side of the country, from the East Coast. Uh, I, you know, I'm more than willing to to be proven wrong, although I don't, I don't see how in the world I'm going to be. Paul Feinbein joining us here on Keyshawn, LZ, and Travis on the morning show. Paul, so Cliff Kingsbury goes to the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL. Why is he? The, why was he this hot coach that was uh, to me an underachiever at Texas Tech in a pass happy conference? And then all of a sudden he's this offensive innovator where the air raid system has never won anything from a national title standpoint to an NFL head coach. Why? How did he get hot all of a sudden? Well, Key, you know uh, the answer. I mean, some of it uh, is happening right there in your own city with the Rams. You know, when something new starts to work uh, in. In, in, in the NFL, everyone you know follows the lead. I mean, you, you think these are the 32 brightest people in the world when it comes to GMs and, and team presidents, but they're not. Um, and yeah, you know, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm saying I probably wouldn't have hired Cliff Kingsbury as my head coach, but uh, you know, they, they're, you're following a wave and you're hoping you get to it before it runs out and and the, and the paradigm shifts. Uh, just like I mean, Bruce Arians is, is a good coach, but there's a reason he, he got run out. A year ago, he gets hired in Tampa. I mean, the, the, the pool of coaches in the NFL is, is, is beyond comprehension because uh, everyone's just, just trying to hit the hot guy and, 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 and make the system work. So, yeah, he may very well work because uh, yeah, he's probably in a better spot where he is than, than a Texas Tech, which is a very difficult recruiting school. Uh, he's produced some big-time players. He's lost some big-time players, such as Baker Mayfield. But, but in the end... Uh, you know, he just happened to catch the wave at the right time. There's no rational explanation is what I'm trying to say. But uh, he he still would have been better, and not to beat a dead horse, but I will, or beat a Trojan horse, but but he still would be better than the person. <laughs> hey, stop throwing that self shade. Paul, Paul, Paul Feinbaum joining us here on The Morning Show. Paul, let me ask you this. Is USC still on that thin shelf that you're talking about? Not, not on performance, because obviously they're not. That hasn't happened. But as far as the job itself, is USC one of the best jobs in college football? The city, the location, the conference, the talent available, et cetera, et cetera. Is it still one of those jobs? No, it can be with the right person, but you know, listen, I swim in those uh, shark-infested waters every day. It's it's not on the front row, uh, and you know who it is. Uh, it, it can get there though, uh, and I, and I think that's why this is such an important conversation, and that's why I'm not looking at this, uh, you know, through a, a very narrow prism. You put the right person at SC, and the program can be transformed. I think very quickly. But when was the last time SC had the right person? Well, yeah, I think everyone knows. Uh, he's, he's coaching in, in Seattle right now. And even then, the program was, was starting to, to shake a little bit. Uh, you know, SC has – I covered Alabama football for a long time. And they, they kept making the same mistake. They kept trying to recreate the past by bringing in a Bear Bryant clone or someone who played for Bear Bryant or making the athletic director someone who was part of the 61 or 73 national championship. What has SC done uh, at the athletic director position? Same thing, and, and I'm not saying that uh, they're doing it at the head coaching position, but you know, for a long, for, you know, Pete Carroll, and then what did we see after Pete Carroll? We saw we saw Sark, and we saw Lane Kiffin, or Lane Kiffin and Sark. I, I can't remember the order. Um, and uh, at some point, you just have to you know 
take his flyer on on the right on getting the right coach in. But my question to you is this: Is Lim Swan the person capable of making that decision? Uh, not not to go back to Alabama for a second, but I will. Uh, what, what did they do at Alabama? They finally broke the mold. Uh, they brought in an established coach. They wooed him. They paid him. They supported him, and it worked. Uh, you know, Clemson's the opposite of that. They took a chance on a young guy that nobody knew and nobody really wanted anything to do with. So there's not one template, but you know, sticking with someone who is not going to be successful long-term is, is also not the template, and that's what Lynn Swan did at the end of last season. For what reason, I do not know. Our new athletic director, the voice of college football, Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Hey, I'll, I'll come out there. <laughs> you're, you're welcome anytime. You got to leave all that Alabama stuff I'll back there, though. Guys, another interview. Oh gosh. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thank you. All right, Paulie. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that sinks in, Key. Hopefully, you'll start to come over to. This it's side not of the coming room. over to anything and not sinking in. I understand clearly what he's saying, but he, like he said, he doesn't claim to be on the ground. He's way down in Tuscaloosa every day, so he doesn't know <laughs> everything that goes on. 